you're listening to Tea with Basha, a podcast that inspires you to curate your life and be the version of yourself that you want to be. My name is Basha Restrepo, and I'm sharing lessons, perspectives, and discussing topics that will help you help yourself. Because as they say, everything that you need is already within you. Welcome back to Tea with Basha. If it's your first time here, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and that is so appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at Tea with Basha. Now grab your tea and let's talk. In today's episode, we are exploring what purpose is, how to find it, and how to live by it. I'm super excited to be recording this podcast because finding and living my personal purpose has been such a big project and task of mine over the last few years. And it really does boil down to a few simple principles. And I cannot wait to share them with you. In today's episode, we will explore what purpose is, how to find it, and how to live by it. So let's dive in. Purpose itself is intrinsic, meaning we're born with it and we are one with it. It's just a matter of identifying it. More often than not, we tend to misinterpret the meaning of purpose, or rather confuse it with a bunch of other terms like goals or ambition. But what's important to understand is that purpose is the overarching drive behind all of your goals and ambitions. The definition of purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. What can we take away from this definition? Basically, that purpose is so intrinsically tied to the very essence of our beings that it's almost impossible to separate the two. We are the purpose. For me personally, finding one's purpose is a personal and introspective journey. And when I had trouble finding my way, I did what any millennial would do. I looked for help online. And while there's a wealth of information available, they all pretty much told me the same thing. Look inward and introspect. Visualize your ideal life and journal about it. It was the same thing over and over. And although I think that's very solid advice, and it's certainly a great way to get started, the more I thought and the more I read about purpose and other people's interpretations of it, the more questions I started to have. That was until I stumbled upon a Japanese concept called ikigai. Now, I am not in any way, shape, or form an expert about ikigai. But I did want to share this concept with you so that you can look into it and do your research and learn more about it. A really wonderfully simple concept. Simply put, ikigai is a person's reason for living. And the psychology behind its application is pretty simple as well. So according to Japanese psychologist Michiko Kumano, I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. So if I'm not, please send me a DM on Instagram. Michiko has stated that ikigai is actually a state of personal well-being that arises from the devotion or commitment to filling our lives with only the activities that we thoroughly enjoy. This is essentially a surefire way to ensure that we feel a sense of fulfillment in life. Ikigai is also in accordance with cognitive behavioral therapy. I don't know if there are any more psych majors out there, but I find that completely fascinating because CBT focuses on engaging in activities that provide satisfaction 
and a sense of mastery, especially as a means of elevating our lives. Ken Mogi, or Moji, who is a neuroscientist and author, states that ikigai is a concept that is ancient and an integral part of Japanese history, which can be translated as a reason to get up in the morning or waking up to joy. It also takes into account the social aspect of being human. I mean, we are social beings and it's close to impossible for us to exist in isolation and still lead a fulfilling life. But despite some historical variations in connotation, ikigai is typically recognized as both a personal endeavor in addition to being one that benefits others. Also, it's claimed that everyone has an ikigai or a unique combination of passion, talent, and capacity to assist others. The path to ikigai may take time, serious self-reflection, and work, but it is one that we must all tread on at some point in our lives. Another interesting aspect in all of this is the ikigai diagram, which is a philosophical perspective of what ikigai is. And it's essentially represented as a intersection or overlap of what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you can get paid for. This can then be broken down into your passion, your mission, your vocation, and your profession. This, to me, is a great starting point to identify what your purpose in life is. And I personally went through this myself. I think a lot of times, and I would love to hear from everyone in their experiences, Sometimes we grow up with certain expectations of ourselves. Maybe there are expectations given to us by our parents or our family about who we will be or who we should be. We decide to go to school and major in something because our mom or our dad majored in that or our sibling did. But we're also uniquely different that making your life purpose, that choosing your future endeavors based on somebody else's past or history or life is just a recipe for disaster. When I graduated law school and I had always wanted to be an attorney, it was the thing that I had worked hardest for my entire life. That was the goal. That was it. And when I finally accomplished that goal, I realized that I wasn't happy. And don't get me wrong. It's, I feel incredibly grateful for many reasons And I feel incredibly grateful for reaching that goal. However, I set that goal so many years ago, so, so many years ago. The person that I am now is a completely different person that existed at that point in time. So it's possible that goals can shift and change. Hence my personal desire to switch careers. And I'm saying this because I've had the pleasure of meeting and speaking to many people that transitioned into another career, into a completely different career than what they went to school for and what they did. And the common denominator was always that the individual that made the transition was a lot happier in their new path. Out of this Ikigai diagram, I think you should start with what is your passion? What are you most passionate about? And what can you teach people? I also think a lot of times the knowledge that we have, we may think it's common knowledge, or maybe it's obvious to everybody else. So why even share it? Why even talk about it? But the reality is your experiences, your life, your knowledge is unique to you. And the more you share, the better the world will be. 
People can learn from your lessons. People can learn from your mistakes. People can learn from your skills. So figure out what that is and start sharing it with the world. The world needs you. There's only one you. A few questions to ask yourself during this process. Who are you when you're alone? What do you tend to do simply because it makes you happy? Make a conscious effort to understand these things about yourself, to ensure that you're approaching your quest for purpose in a holistic manner. So now that we understand what purpose is, and now that we have a starting point on how to figure that out, how do you apply these concepts towards finding your purpose and living by it? I personally understand the importance of having a simple, actionable framework in place to help you find your purpose. And in this part of the episode, that's exactly what I'm going to give you. And that's exactly what we're going to focus on. So the first step is introspection. You have to look inward. Introspection is the most important part of this entire process because we're very often subject to a sea of external influences like opinions and expectations and social norms. We have this expectation of who we're supposed to be. But is that really who you are? We can't, or rather we shouldn't, allow this quest for purpose that we're on to be heavily influenced by external factors. Because purpose is so deeply personal, that external influences should really have no place. A great way to develop a sense of self-awareness for introspection would be to consciously identify any limiting beliefs you may have. Take note of those limiting beliefs because they truly are the only thing, the only thing holding you back from living your life to the fullest and finding your purpose. Then make a conscious effort to replace these limiting beliefs with positive affirmations and actions that complement these affirmations. Over time, you'll find that you are able to control your negative and limiting beliefs a lot better. Everything is a practice. Once you're able to control the limiting beliefs, you'll no longer allow them to stop you from doing what you love. You'll just fully be immersed in doing exactly what you love, potentially even as a career. After you've gone through the process of introspection and really getting to know yourself better, set some goals. One thing that people tend to do is confuse goals with purpose. At the end of the day, your goals help you fulfill your purpose. So think of goals as little stepping stones as opposed to some final destination. And the goals and objectives that you choose for yourself must always be founded on discovering your purpose. If they're not, you'll spend your time moving from one fleeting sense of accomplishment to the next. When you're setting a goal for yourself, ask yourself whether this goal, whether achieving it, will bring you closer to your purpose. This is important because it allows us to tie our goals together, which in turn allows us to feel a deeper sense of fulfillment. So if you're setting all of these different micro goals, They should all tie together in a way that brings you closer and closer to living your purpose, whatever that purpose is. Next is focus on the positives. I know this has been literally stated by every single person who talks about purpose and self-development, but it really is important. A positive mindset is game-changing. A negative mind will never give you a positive life. 
Developing a mindset that's focused on abundance will change the way you perceive your life. Because instead of constantly focusing on what you don't have or what limits you, you will be able to fully shift your focus onto what you want to achieve in life and how to get there. When we're able to focus on what we have and on the blessings we have in our lives, we're a lot less likely to let our fears or insecurities or negativity get the best of us. That is instrumental, not just finding and living your purpose, but living your life happy. The fourth concept is taking responsibility. So this is also a difficult thing for some of us to do, but you have to take responsibility for everything that goes on in your life, both the good and bad. By taking responsibility, you will be able to transform your role in your own life from being a person who responds to the circumstances they're put in to a person who's able to take accountability for the good and the bad in their lives and in turn, take control of their lives. If you're constantly living in the mindset that you are a victim of your circumstances and that you have no control over your life, it's going to be incredibly overwhelming because you're going to feel like whatever work you're putting in and whatever you're trying to put out there is completely subject to someone else's control. For example, this is the only example I have off the top of my head because I'm personally trying to eat more plant-based and it has been a challenge because eating plant-based takes a lot more planning and preparation, in my opinion. (laughs) But let's say you want to eat more plant-based, but every single thing in your house and in your fridge and in your kitchen is not plant-based. You're going to have to take responsibility for the fact that you're not living plant-based because you're not planning for it. You're not doing anything about it. You're not cooking plant-based. You're not buying plant-based foods. When you take responsibility for the things that transpire in your life, you take ownership of your life and you're no longer held back by your fears and inhibitions. And the last concept is embracing change. It has been told to us time and time again that change is the only constant. It is impossible to grow and it's impossible to evolve without truly embracing change as an integral part of our life. And as you grow, your purpose will evolve too. So you have to be willing to identify and accommodate these changes in order to stay true to your purpose. The more resistant you are to change, the more you try to fight it and the natural order of things and the way that they happen, the less and less happy you'll be over time because you'll wind up living in a world of how things were rather than excited for where things are going. All in all, the most important thing you have to keep in mind is that there is no steadfast framework for you to discover your purpose. Finding your purpose and living by it is not a one-time exercise. It's a lifelong journey. That's why we're here. And The journey is really one that requires a lot of introspection, resilience, and tenacity, all of which you will develop as you go through the different phases of life, also as you meet new people, and also as you experience new things. Just remember, your purpose comes from you, within you. So as you grow, it'll grow with you. And also, please remember that your purpose doesn't have to make sense to everybody else, because it's yours. It's your life. You have to live it. So it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. It only matters that you're not hurting anyone and that you're happy. 
I genuinely hope that you enjoyed and found value in today's episode. If you did, please remember to subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Tea with Basha, and please, please leave us a review if you loved it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time.